Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching a show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, your host as always, and this time around it's an interview show. Now, I've got someone on today to talk to us about CRMs. <laughs> now, CRMs, don't don't switch off. I know it's an acronym. I know that it's maybe not got the, uh, the greatest connotations, but I genuinely think that a CRM is a type of tool that can help podcasters a huge amount. And that's why I've got John Ferrara, the nimble CEO, on to talk to us about this. So John was the founder of Goldmine originally. It was a customer management tool back in the day. But when he sold that, he didn't stop thinking about connections, but networks. He was keeping an eye on the CRM market and he spotted the fact that they tended to be pretty expensive or overcomplicated, a bit of both, mainly. And that's what led to the idea of Nimble. Now, I use Nimble myself. I chose it because it was really easy to get into. It seemed the easiest to me, um, but it still had a fair bit of depth to it. Uh, but I'm sure I'm still not using it to its full degree, especially from a podcasting point of view. Now, you know, a lot of people run interview shows, or at least they have guests on every now and again. And I'm sure that a good CRM, a good customer relationship manager can help to make that process much easier, right from finding guests to keeping the relationship going after the interview's live. So I've got John with me today to help us figure out how a good CRM can help us run our podcast more easily. Now he's been in the networks and connections industry for a long, long time, as you can tell. So I started by asking him what drew him into that industry. Well, he began by throwing a good question right back at me. Colin, you help people with their podcasting, right? Yes, indeed. And, and have you ever had somebody write to you or tell you face to face how much you've helped them and to do what they do better? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the most rewarding thing that we get, really. It is, right? Yeah. And so imagine if you could do that at scale for 5 million uh, businesses around the world. And that's what building Goldmine was. And so that's why I got back into this business because I, I felt like I wasn't done. I think that in this digital, social, mobile age, it's we're building networks and connections even faster than ever. And that the problem that we're solving with Goldmine is exasperated. And there's a thing called the Dunbar limit. Uh, some English chap studied the human brain and said, you can't manage more than 100 to 200 people in your head at one time. And, and today, most people have thousands, if not 10,000 connections. And so um, I help build tools to help people build those connections. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, certainly I, I can see exactly where the need is or where it cropped up because it's, it's overwhelming trying to keep track of all the connections, especially with social media and everything nowadays and all the emails you get. So, yeah, I mean, where do you think, so that, that's the network that we have and everyone has that network. Where do you think the value is in that network for podcasters in particular? Well, I, I think what we're trying to do is to build a tribe around ourselves. If you think about a sustainable garden, the, what is a sustainable garden all about? It's it's about putting things in the garden that attract other things so that you don't have to spray and overwater and it becomes self-sustaining. And I think we need to do that as human beings. And so as podcasters, for them to build this tribe, this community, this l group of listeners that they're somehow um, – 
they're helping in some form or another. You need to build this this sustainable garden around yourself. And I see that you do that, right? So you've got similar friends as mine, you know, Brian Fanzo and Hanley, um, Ian Anderson Gray, and all of these people. You ideally are staying in touch with them beyond a business level and uh, along the areas of commonality like mountain biking or, or, or hiking or uh, family or food or all the things that we do. And so ultimately, I think that for you to build that sustainable garden around yourself, it takes work. And today, I think that CRMs don't serve us in relationships. CRM stands for customer relationship management, but it's actually – customer reporting management because CRMs aren't designed for you. They're designed for management and they're designed for reporting. And I think that we all live in our email and now more and more in social and conversations with our connections and that we need something that unifies this into a golden Rolodex that helps us to connect at scale and to stay connected beyond the business relationships that are just the front door. Yeah. What do you say to people when they so you talk about relationships and and helping each other and what -hmm. do you say to people that and I I hear this as well that think of a CRM as kind of turning the people into numbers it's it's sort of taking the personality away from it it's managing your relationships well you know uh, traditional CRMs are uh, databases for lead tracking and reporting on the activities that go into the leads and the results thereof. And so it is really about a numbers thing. But if you go back to the roots of CRM, Goldmine was really the roots because it was created before Outlook or Salesforce existed. And it was Outlook and Salesforce combined, which is a big difference because Outlook is a contact manager and Salesforce is a CRM, a reporting thing on leads. And when Goldmine was around, it was both of them. So everybody in the company lived in it. And it was about relationships. It was about connecting. It was about people. And the pipeline and the reporting was after effect of the relationship. But you need to build the relationship first before you could ever do any pipeline and reporting. And what happened is when Outlook came out, everybody lived in Outlook and they didn't really go to the CRM except to feed it before once a month so management wouldn't yell at you. And I think that we're sort of coming full circle in a renaissance and relationship with social media that's causing us to take a harder look at the tools that we use. And I think that there's 225 million global businesses, less than 1% use any CRM, which is a testimony to the fact that CRMs don't work for you, you work for them. And I think there needs to be a new version of uh, a CRM that basically works for you and then by building itself and then works with you everywhere you work. And today, Colin, you live in your Gmail and you live in Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And your tools that you use traditionally don't do that. And that's why we built nimble to help you to unify the disparate contacts to give you the background on who they are and what they're about and help you to follow up and follow through which i think is the biggest cause of failure of business is people just don't do what they say they're going to do and that's because they have to go to their serum to do it and that's why nimble's built to work with you in your inbox and in social so if i'm looking at a conversation, I know who you are, I know what your business is about, I know the last time my team and I talked to you, and I could do the thing I need to do, which is log the note or schedule a task that helps me to do what I say I'm going to do. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So talking about those tools then, so notes, tasks, let's talk into, let's jump into the the things that podcasters need to do every single week. Mm -hmm. So particularly interviewers, they are prospecting. That's the first aspect of it, finding guests for their podcast. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, that is definitely one of the biggest problems an interview show comes across. It's time consuming. It's, It's a pain. Where do you see a CRM helping there? Well, traditional CRMs aren't good at prospecting because this is the database that you type stuff in. Mm -hmm. And so what you have to do is you use Google to find people and then you kind of go and type into the CRM everything you know about them and then you try to outreach to them somehow, maybe get their email or whatever. And it's just a pain in the butt. And that's why most people don't really do that. And so with if I wanted to find people for a podcast that I was going to do, so let's say I wanted to do a podcast on social sales and marketing or an entrepreneurship, let's say. And, uh, and, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to find people who would be great guests for that show. So it's easy to do. You just find uh, one or more people that look like the people that you want to connect to. So let's pick on um, Brian Fanzo. You know Brian, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. So – if you go and look up Brian Fanzo and find his uh, Twitter identity, what you'll find is that he has built lists and he's on lists of people like him. People talk to people like themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to Brian Fanzo and his, his – if you just Google Brian Fanzo, you'll find it. It's iSocialFans, F-A-N-Z. Um, and you go to his lists. He's got 195 lists of people like him. Because he built lists of them. And then he's a member of probably thousands of lists of people like him. You go into any one of those lists. I'm just going to pick one. Speaker is at NSA Winter Conference, right? Which is probably a good prospect list for any podcaster who wants to bring in uh, interesting guests, right? So these are the speakers uh, that are that are there. You could import that Twitter list into Nimble, and then Nimble will automatically build a record for the people like Trish Witowski, and basically she was a keynote speaker on sales and marketing. It'll build a a, a Twitter, a, build a Nimble record for them, including their areas of interest and influence, which are all segmentatable in Nimble. Not only will it build the record, but it'll give you her email and her phone number. So what you get is you get this record that concludes all her contact info, but more importantly, the information that you need to segment so that you could then build groups, subgroups of people, and then outreach to them in a one-to-one or one-to small set way. And why would you do that? So what you want to do when you outreach is basically be authentic and relevant and have a one-to-one conversation where you're sharing with that person your commonalities of areas of interest and why you're reaching out and what you'd like to do. When you personalize your outreaches, you get incredible open rates and results. Most people don't do that because they don't have the ability to know who somebody is, what they're about, what the areas of commonalities are. They don't personalize the messages because it's too much work. And so if I wanted to prospect net new speakers for a podcast, I would just go find a few people that look like the people I want to uh, go out to uh, outreach to. Hmm. And then I basically begin building not dissimilar people like them in groups, uh, Twitter lists are easy way to do it. And, uh, And then once I have those groups in Nimble, because Nimble gives you their email and their phone number and their background, and the ability to send templated, trackable outreach uh, emails 
either one-to-one or one-to-many, you could easily outreach at scale. And when you outreach, you can personalize it. You can get signals on the engagement. And then when you do have the conversation, you have the background information necessary to break the ice, to build intimacy and trust, and to have a much better interview. Because, Colin, if you and I are going to talk about things Wouldn't it be great if we could talk about some of our areas of commonality and build some basic intimacy before we get into the business side of things? And with Nimble, it makes it super easy to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking partly about, I like the fact that when we're in the in the tool, you can see their social media feeds. So you can look back through Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, and, and see if there's been any personal mentions um, in terms of like, I was just out, like you mentioned mountain biking. I was just out mountain biking last week. So it shows the, it shows some of their personal interests. Do you, do you use mm-hmm. that as part of the process then? Uh, of course. And, I, and I'll give you an example. So, I was doing an interview of the CEO of Inside Sales, um, and uh, before uh, I interviewed him, I nimbled him, and if I would have Googled him, I would have seen that he's a CEO and he lives in Utah, right? But when I nimbled him, Nimble told me that he was an assistant scoutmaster and had two sons who were Eagle Scouts. Now. I don't know if you've ever been involved in scouting or know what it takes to become an Eagle Scout, but it's a lot. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're a dad involved with that, it's a life changing thing. And when you, I shared the fact that I had two sons who were Eagle Scouts, and that I was an ASM as well. That earned me immediate intimacy and trust with him, and he opened up a lot more. In fact. He fell in love with me so much, he invited me to come to Utah and meet his co-founder and talk about some biz dev stuff. Excellent. And so um, being able to uh, understand who somebody is, what their business is about, to determine the areas of commonality helps you to build bridges that uh, that last a lifetime. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always had better experiences on interviews that start with something a bit more personal, something that, you know, you, you bring out something that's a bit more of the fun side, a bit more outside of work. So being able to bring in things like that, being able to prospect that kind of material just seems really useful mm-hmm. to me. And, and, and you know what, Colin, in the old days, we did that when we went in somebody's office. We looked mm-hmm. at their walls, the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the yeah. knickknacks they collect. Now we could do it digitally, but it's just too much work. Yeah. And yeah. so with, with a tool like Nimble, it's not just about the uh, stuff that you type in from Google, but we'll enrich that record and keep it up to date. Mm-hmm. But then most importantly, you could use it wherever you're working because I'm sure that you build – business connections, uh, you take your business connections into Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so Nimble then sort of tracks that following of the relationship from the softer places it might start. It might start on Twitter because you're sharing content about how to be better, smarter, faster at podcasting. People then engage with you. You take that soft engagement, build a record in Nimble because Nimble sits in your Twitter stream. And then that connection becomes an email and a calendar invite and a LinkedIn connection. But then if you're doing it right, it shifts to Instagram and Facebook where you learn about the five F's of life, the commonality family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship. And that's basically how you open up uh, with another human being and build those connections. And those interviews are much better. Mm 
And so if you want to prospect smarter and outreach at scale to targeted people that you want to have on your show, there's no better tool than to use Nimble because Nimble will automatically build background information on people and companies, track the history of interactions for you and the team, enable you to segment and outreach one-to-one or one-to-many. And then after you get done with the podcast, then what you want to do is you want to be able to reach out to your tribe and ask them to share content potentially. And you don't want to outreach to the same people every week or every month. So what you do is you segment your group based off of some maybe the topic that you're doing, and then you ask a certain set one time and a certain set another. And because Nimble helps you to outreach at scale like that, and you can segment and know who you sent to the last time, it's so easy to outreach. And the issue is, is this. Today, if you wanted to do this, you'd have to buy a CRM. You'd have to buy sales intelligence software like LinkedIn Sales Navigator or Inside View. Then you'd need to buy outreach email with templating and tracking like SalesLoft or Outreach.io or ToutApp. Nimble basically blends social sales and marketing into one singular app. And then it ties together your email and contacts and calendar from Gmail, G Suite, iCloud, and Office 365 But the thing that we did recently is we unify over 100 SaaS business apps. That means if you have Xero or QuickBooks or MailChimp or even existing CRM like HubSpot or Salesforce, Nimble works in conjunction with all that, unifying all the contacts, enriching people and company data, and then letting you and the team engage with one common relationship system or record. And so it immediately adds value to any business, even if they have existing tools. Yeah, I do love the fact that, and I'm imagining it's because of all that unification, the fact that I can open up Twitter. If I've got the Chrome Nimble uh, plugin, I can just hover over somebody's name uh, and it'll actually bring up their details in the far right or LinkedIn as well. I can hover over somebody's name and it'll bring in all the other details over on the side. It, it, um, it doesn't matter where you're at. Hmm. And, and so you should be prospecting everywhere all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're going to come across somebody and I I just happen to be in your, in your Twitter stream, um, your, your Facebook stream right now, just as an example. Mm -hmm. And I basically see Craig Wieland. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know Craig, but he's an English teacher in Valencia and, uh, and Nimble basically gave me all his background and the information in, in basically one fell swoop. And so if you're talking to, let's say you're talking to me, and I was a great guest, you could be walking in my digital footprint and find five other guests because I talk to people like them, like, like myself. Mm-hmm. And so you should constantly be nurturing your network and building your tribe. And the reason why we don't do a good job of that is because our contacts are spread across six different tabs in our browser and five different apps. Yeah. And, um, and so essentially now your, your relationships follow you wherever you go. And if you do come across somebody interesting, you could nimble them. See, nimble's a verb now. And, <laughs> and, and, and begin to engage with them. Do you see, do you see many people in content using your, uh, your pipeline tools, your lead generation tools? For example, with an interview, um, you, what stage we're at in booking that person, whether they've sent them prep materials, whether they've had a pre-meeting, that type of stuff. A- a- absolutely. And, and not only on the pre, but post, right? Mm-hmm. Because once you've done the podcast, that's like just part of the work because you've mm-hmm. got to basically promote it and get it out there. 
and and share it. And so with Nimble's pipeline capability, it allows you to build a process around any stages, around any process you do in your business. And it's not just selling. It, it could be raising money. It could be getting press. It could be um, uh, biz dev. And so Nimble allows you to build custom stages or pipelines for many different processes that you might be doing in your business. Yeah, okay. What about beyond the beyond the interview? You talked a little bit about promotion already. I'm thinking about the the value you can get from making these connections. Like a big a big benefit of doing an interview show is the amount of people that you meet, the variety of their experience, of their own networks. What do you recommend people do with their growing network on an ongoing basis? What what constitutes network maintenance and and keeping in touch with people and making sure you're still in mind? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, relationships are like a garden. They need to be tended to. You need to get out in the garden periodically. And and do you garden at all? I do, actually, yes. Vegetables yeah. mainly. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what happens when you don't tend to your garden. It gets a little wild, right? Oh, yeah. The, the peas are going crazy right now in mine. Yeah. And <laughs> and if you, do, if, you, if you ignore it for too long, it, it almost the only solution is to rototill it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just take it all and, down. And, yeah, take it all down and mulch it. So... So basically, I believe that relationships, you need to stay top of mind with people. May West was, a, uh, was an actress back in the 20s. She was also an entrepreneur, uh, kind of ahead of her time for, uh, for a woman in her day. But she said, out of sight is out of mind and out of mind is out of money, honey. And what you want to become is top of mind with not just your prospects and customers, but their influencers as well. And the way that you do that is you establish yourself as a trusted advisor. You begin to drip content to inspire and educate other people about the areas of promise of your products and services. But then you take it beyond that into the personal level. And I'll, I'll, I'll share an example with you. Um, so there's a, there's a friend of mine that, uh, that I haven't seen in a while, Mitch Jackson. He's a, an attorney, but he also is very active in social media. And he, he's really great guy. I love this guy. And you, what I did is I took my digital relationship, which I've never met him before, and did face-to-face when I was down in his town and I took him to breakfast. And so I think that you need to sort of maintain relationships by periodically connecting with people. And maybe you can't meet people face-to-face, but you should pick up the phone sometimes and have a conversation or even just jot them a note um, sometimes a handwritten note is, is perfect, but at the very least, what I like to do is walk in somebody's digital footprint and somehow add value to their conversation across one of the areas of our shared commonalities. It could be on Twitter, but I really love Instagram. Instagram is so easy to connect with other people and see their share, your shared passions. There's an executive at Microsoft that, uh, that I haven't been able to meet with in a while, but I, we connect on the the photog- our photography love of dogs and flowers and, and mountains. And I know that if I were to pick up the phone and contact him, that that would be a warm connection. And so it's not that easy to do. And Nimble has a thing called Stay in Touch, which allows you to set a reminder to connect with people. And, it, and essentially, it reminds you to connect. And when the reminder comes up, then you have a lot of choices of where you can connect and add value to them. 
But periodically, I think you really need to bring it to uh, a human face-to-face with people to really deepen a connection. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. And I, I appreciate that um, that tool, actually, for this sort of, if I'm trying to trying to keep in touch with people, try to build a stronger relationship with a group of people, I'll choose maybe five or 10 people. I'll have them on a, a more regular reminder and just keep in touch with their social, keep up with what's going on. And it's something that I would like to do naturally, but to be fair, I just, uh, just too busy to be able to sort of naturally keep it top of mind. So it's just, it's a tool, I think, that it doesn't mechanicalize relationships it just it helps me stay more organized with them that's how i see it and 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 that's what it is i really believe it's the basics that wins games defense Mm -hmm. uh, um teamwork and um and with with relationships logging that note scheduling that next task so that you that you do what you say you're going to do preparing before a meeting so you know who somebody is and what their business about and the last time you spoke these are all the basics and i think that most people don't do these things cuz they're too hard yeah. and and that's what that's why we built nimble is to make it easier because i think that relationships are critical to your life success. And notice I didn't say business because I, mm-hmm. I don't think we're on this planet to make money. I think we're on this planet to make memories. And that's all you leave the planet with are the moments you've been truly connected and present with others. And, um, and ideally, the vibrations that you left with them in, in ways where you've served them somehow. And, um, and I dig the fact that you help other people uh, tell their stories at scale. And... Um, And I think that Nimble might help them to do that. In fact, I want to give them a gift today. Nimble um, is normally $25 per user per month. And um, I have a code, John40, J-O-N-40. And if your listeners put that code into Nimble during their two-week free trial, they'll get 40% off their first three months. And uh, so that's just my way of, uh, of just saying Thank you to you and your community for letting me get up on my soapbox and teach and (laughs) preach about how they might become better, smarter, faster than Nimble Way. Excellent. Thanks very much for that. I'll uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But that was John Forty, J-O-N-40. And yeah, I'd really encourage anyone to give it a try because um, I do find it helps me a lot with, with that prospecting aspect. Like just wherever I am, like you say, John, it's, it's, it's in Gmail, it's in Twitter, it's in Instagram. I'm just, I'm spotting people and logging them for future um, future contact and, and finding mm-hmm. out more about them so that I can make it personalised. And I do really like the pipeline tools, actually, the fact that you can, I can say, right, I've not sent them the the prep document yet. You know, the one that tells them they have to have a good microphone and be in a quiet space. And, and I've not done the, the pre-call with them yet to figure out what questions we're going to ask and all that kind of stuff. So I do find that really useful. So thanks for sharing that. You um, bet. And the, and the fact that Nimble has templates with attachments that automatically are, are sent with the, with the templated email makes it easy for you to uh, put together that process to not only know that you need to do it, but make it easier to actually send them. Perfect. So I wanted to just end with a, a slightly selfish question. <laughs> I don't know if you know, John, but we are um, we at the podcast host have just released a, a new tool called Alitu. It's a, a software as a service product, just like your own. Um, it's it's basically a, a post a post production automation tool. So it helps podcasters to edit and produce their shows really quickly. Um, and as a, a kind of a, a new um, SaaS founder, I suppose I just wanted to ask you if you had any um, one or two top bits of advice that you tell software founders 
leaders to help them get past their first year of chaos. <laughs> what's your what's your best advice there of surviving that first year and growing something good? I, I think one of the best things that you could do, Colin, is is listen to your audience because they'll tell you where they're cutting their hand on your box uh, <laughs> and and how to improve it. And, um, and so I'd start as small as possible, minimally viable product. And then mm -hmm. I'd iterate with my audience, uh, to find, um, the best product. And I think that people are willing to forgive missing features or, or bugs, as long as you're, uh, providing, uh, an incredible service and you're listening and continuing to improve. And, and finally, a brand is built on the promises that you make and the experiences that you deliver. And if you could align those two, you could build a gold mine. And so uh, make sure that you align what you say it's going to do or what you're going to do to what it actually does uh, along the lines. Excellent. That's great. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much for that. So pop over to uh, Nimble. It's nimble.com, isn't it, John? It is. Nimble.com to check out Nimble. Uh, pop over to Alitu.com as well if you want to check out our tool for post-production. Um, make sure if you go over to Nimble, use John's code, J-O-N-40. And if you want to go to the show notes, you'll see information about all of this at podcraft.net forward slash NimblePod. I'll call it NimblePod. Thanks again, John, for joining us. It's been really valuable. Colin, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And... Uh, Enjoy the, the rest of your Tuesday evening. Indeed. And you too, listener, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the next episode.